Support for Class Dismissed comes from School Status. School Status helps educators at every level take control of student data for increased outcomes and meaningful stakeholder engagement. Find out more at schoolstatus.com. You are listening to Class Dismissed, episode 233, and I'm your host, Nick Ortigo. This week, how about a pep talk from kindergartners that can change your day? We'll explain. Stay with us. This is the podcast that inspires educators through story. Each episode, we cover some of the hottest topics and news in the world of education. Plus, we hear from a guest with the bright idea for education that you can apply in your community. And in this episode, our guest gives us some pointers on how to build relationships in the classroom with humor. Hello, everybody. Nick Ortigo here, and I'm joined by friend, chief academic officer, as well as co-host of the Class Dismissed podcast, Christina Pollard. Christina, how are you doing today? Man, it's Marvelous Monday. I have zero complaints. Yeah, it is a Marvelous Monday, and I actually have something today that I'm excited to bring to the table because it's for anybody who might be feeling a little bit down. We're going to do something kind of fun today. And this has actually been going on for a few months, and I just stumbled across it. Um, some educator friends of mine uh, brought it to my attention. Have you heard of the actual thing called Pep Talk? Does this ring a bell? Well, no. Okay. So, so now I'm intrigued. Right. So in fact, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. We're just going to do it. All right. What I want you to do is we're going to have you dial in to this phone number. This is not a trick or anything. If anybody wants to try it on their own, this is a legitimate phone number that you can dial. Um, And that number, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Um, See if you can conference in Mm 707-873-7862. And then just like bring it on the call as quickly as you possibly can. I'll wait here. Okay. Please listen to the following options for encouraging messages. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press one. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press 3. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press 4. To hear how awesome you look, press 6. For <laughs> bonus pep talks, press 7. To donate, press 0. All right, so I'm going to press 6. Okay. Spanish, press 5. You look better than a star in the sky. Lady, you're doing great. Rambos are jealous of you. Bro, you're looking great! If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergarten, be grateful for yourself. Dude, live it up. Be you! I trust that you can make things right. Be happy. Try it again. Believe in yourself. If you're feeling up high, up high and unbalanced, think of groundhogs. It's okay to be different. Always stay together. What number was that that you just pressed? I pressed two. Thank you. (laughs) Never back down, never give up. The world is a better place with you in it. Everyone is capable of doing anything. You just have to let yourself shine. Bro, you're looking great. (laughs) Be responsible. So I absolutely love hearing their little voices motivate me. Right. And so what what you just heard was it's called Pep Talk. It's a project by 
two artists, Jessica Martin and Ashira Wise, along with students of the West Side Elementary School in rural Heldsburg, California. And um, they built this this hotline. And I mean, how cool is that? It is really awesome. And I was already thinking, who could I share this with? Where can I post it? Apparently, it's been out, um, I think, since March, as far as I can see. But um, it is just kind of come across the radar for me. And I, I read a lot of like school news. And I know you do, too. You're on a lot of forums and stuff. And um, I'm just shocked at like how big this thing has gotten. It says pep talk. This is back in March is currently receiving up to 11,000 calls per hour. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and, and they said they did it as kind of a, a community art project, you know, with just the way things have kind of been over the past few years, they've been tough and people sometimes get depressed and we've been dealing with all sorts of other things where with, uh, COVID or, or just, um, they had the wildfires out in California. It just kind of seemed like a way to kind of uplift spirits. And, uh, it really is a neat project. It is really cool. And I think what I like about it the most is you can hear the joy in all of those young people's voices. Right. And, and I think, it, this is something that we should share, you know, of course, on this show, but like just I think any business or anybody who just wants to like kick a meeting off and kind of show the joy that mm-hmm. these kids can bring to your life if you're feeling down um, is is really a special thing. The The art project was actually done in two parts. There was part two, um, which was the hotline. Part one was originally a series of 150 different inspirational posters made by every student at the school. And the, the posters had um, tear off tabs and they were hung in public spaces at like the local town to inspire the inhabitants there to give them a little joy in their day. So um, it's just been a really neat thing. It's blown up. Um, share it with your teacher friends if, if they don't know about it already. So part one was 150 posters hung around town. And then part two was the audio. Right, exactly. And, and for those that that maybe didn't catch it when they were listening to the call. There were a few different numbers you could press. You could press one if you're frustrated. I think it was two for life advice. Um, I think three, uh, which we didn't have a chance to do, was um, pep talk from kindergartners. Uh, oh, we've got to call back then at some point. <laughs> yeah. And then you have um, four, which was uh, just laughing of kindergartners. You want to call over one more time and we'll do three and four? Yeah, let's call one more time. Hold right. on a second. <laughs> I'm too tickled by this. Yeah. Please listen to the following options for encouraging messages. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press 3. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press 4. To hear how awesome you look, press 6. For bonus pep talks, press 7. To donate, press 0. For If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. Let's try If you need laughter. Laughter. Press, press, four. Four. Yeah. press 3. If you- <laughs> if you're feeling mad, frustrated, That's or awesome. nervous, press 1. So we listened to if number six and told me how awesome I am. Advice, I need some extra two. encouragement. Let's if you need that. a pep talk from kindergartners, press three. If you're ever feeling down, just talk to your family and friends. Maybe you just need to cry it out. Give someone that you care about a hug. And if someone's going through the same thing, 
maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need someone to talk to. So just be there for them. If you're feeling hurt, take a sip of water. If you're feeling bad and deflated, just go somewhere and do what you like best. It reinflates you. I find myself wanting to finish our podcast <laughs> so I can call back. Right. And and so and here's to option one. <laughs> I agree. And and here's the other thing I want our listeners to know. If um they like this, you can donate. It says hotline services charged by the minute. And we have received nearly five million calls in the first month. Um, they say they're incredible for the donations. You can actually go and and donate to them through their website, which is pep talk and so that's p-e-p-t-o-c dot net uh, again p-e-p-t-o-c dot net um, it says any excess donations will go to support Westside Elementary's enrichment programs which were cut by 75% this year due to the lack of funds and all donations are tax deductible so I certainly want to donate because I'm going to make phone calls <laughs> <laughs> right I know apparently we cost the money I feel bad now um, and I can't wait to share it with so many people yeah it really is cool so uh, that's it for today uh, are you ready for today's bright idea Yes, you switched to the bright idea. I'm going to make another phone call. All right. Thanks, Christina. Our guest in today's Bright Idea segment is going to give us some pointers on how to build relationships in the classroom with humor. John Tiersma is a coffee-gulping classroom teacher for over 16 years. He's currently teaching sixth grade in San Diego. Johnny is all about using his connection with students to help them feel safe, valuable, and ready to learn. He recently released a new children's book titled, If I Were the Teacher. Johnny, congrats on the new book, and welcome to Class Dismissed. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Did you write this book designed for a teacher to read to the students or for parents to read to the students? Because it almost feels like it's the first. Right. It is It is designed to be something that teachers, elementary school teachers, would read to students as a way to to set the stage for their classroom, um, even bring you know, even bring humor into their classroom, which is something I'm passionate about. So yes, I, I hope that this book um, it's already actually being used. It's been out for two weeks and it's being used in the classroom as just a way to bring some fun, but then also um, has a really sweet part at the end where the trust between the and the relationship between the teacher and student is is the most important part. You, we have a lot of authors uh, come on the show and I always like hop into Amazon and kind of, you know, check out the description of the book and, and look at the reviews and see how it's doing and stuff. And and like you said, your book's only been out for a few weeks. Um, you either A, have a lot of friends and a lot of support or B, the book's just being really well received because you have a lot of stellar reviews in a short period of time for your book. You know, the, this last summer, I, I love learning. So this last summer, I spent my whole summer learning about how do you market a book? What do you do? And I, I mean, I have a Google Doc that I wrote down, do this six months before, do this four months before, do this the week before. And I'm just really thankful that a lot of the plans that I had kind of happened. And um, and so, yeah, we're thrilled. I mean, it's it's minor success, let's be honest. But I, I would love, I would love that next year, beginning of the school year, if my book's floating around as one of the ones that teachers should start their school year with, um, I would just be really pumped about that. That's really cool. So, all right, it, you, you mentioned something about working humor into the classroom and how this book is kind of designed to help do that. Wh- why is it even important to bring humor into a place of learning? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, first off, you know, we really have to teach from who we are. Um, I don't know where I heard that, but I, I think I read it or heard it from a friend. 
teaching from who you are means a lot of different things to different people. But for me, like humor is super important. I love to laugh. I love, I love joking. I love smiling. I love positivity. And so for me to bring humor to the classroom is very natural. Uh, it would actually feel weird to, to pull that out from who I am. And so I just love the feeling of, you know, when you're all in on the same joke and you're all laughing together, that bond that happens, um, the bond that happens when you play games together. I think that, that humor is a tool and, and I'm very clear about it, you know, being a tool. I think it's a tool in the classroom that can really help build community, um, amongst the teacher and students and the students amongst themselves. The idea of using humor in the classroom, uh, and that, like you said, that might have been natural for you, but was it something that you purposely were doing in your first few years of teaching? At what point did you realize, like, all right, this is a tool I can use? I started by being a little bit more maybe like scripted, where when I was student teaching with middle schoolers, I started Mondays with jokes, something like that, where it's, you know, for me, that was just a way to kind of start it and, and get it into the classroom. But then as I became more and more comfortable, again, like teaching from who I am, it just kind of came out of me. And it's hard for me to teach a math lesson without, you know, cracking a joke about about the same character, always, you know, losing money or whatever it is. Um, but then I think, you know, you just build from there. And it's it's where you start to figure out that, you know, humor is you are playing with fire right? It could be used in a, in a really negative way. It could cause more disruption in the classroom. But I think when you find things like, I mean, simple things, like I, I name a lot of the classroom objects in my room because I think it's funny to talk to my projector when it's not working, you know, and call her Barbara and talk <laughs> sweet and talk sweetly to her, you know, like those little things like that, the air purifier's name is Randy <laughs> and the kids, the kids just get a kick out of it. Um, and so, I think it just has built over time, but I'm always very thoughtful of the fact that um, kindness does have to come first. I, I want to be very clear about that. Humor comes out of me fast, and um, I believe I'm a really kind person, but I always tell myself, make sure you're kind first, and, and then you can be funny. Do you find that being kind and, and also having this humor makes those conversations that are difficult a lot easier? Did you kind of see a difference as you started doing this more? Oh yeah, for sure. That's a big part of it is it is hard. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it is hard for me to, um, to, you know, there are times where humor is a wonderful way to, to kind of diffuse a situation. And if there's a student that did something wrong and they know they did something wrong, there are times where I can have a serious conversation with them, but also use humor to diffuse, you know, the fact that like, Hey man, you screwed up. We all screw up. We're going to continue to screw up. Like, let's move on past this. And I found myself using humor in a way that really can kind of like, like help just make everybody take a nice little deep breath. Okay. So you use humor as a, a tool to diffuse tense situations, essentially. Absolutely. And I think there's probably people listening that realize that they do that in social situations, right? Where things are getting a little intense and then they want to kind of bring it back down to earth and humor can be used in that way. So that's, I would say that's another way that I don't even think about too much that I'm doing, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely there. Humor is being used to, to make kids just feel more comfortable when maybe things are a little stressed. What would you say to the teacher that, um, just isn't funny? It's, they're just not a funny person and they're okay with that. And they believe that they should just, you know, stay focused on the curriculum and, and what needs to be learned in the class. 
I think that that's, that's totally fine. And I think that's wonderful for them. I ask students all the time about who their favorite teacher is. And after they tell me their favorite teacher's name, I always ask them why they're their favorite teacher. And I would say that 99 at times out of 100, they don't say it's because they're funny. It's because they say they're kind. So I think that's something that we can all do. Mm-hmm. And if you are if you are not a naturally funny person, you don't really care too much for humor, that's okay. But I do think that there are other things you can do that are maybe um, kind of on the line of humor where you're using maybe some unexpected things in your classroom. Unexpectedness and humor, I think they both light up the brain in some interesting ways. So if a teacher was to um, have an unexpected quick field trip to go out and check out this thing that they're doing. I think that could kind of be related to the the same part of the brain that lights up with humor. Do you think that it's a good idea if you're if you don't think you're funny or uh, humor's not really your thing as an educator that it might be good to bring in say outside sources of things that are funny, whether that's a video or a political cartoon or you know just anything to kind of get the kids laughing, even though it's not directly from you. I think if you value humor and you think it's something that could benefit your classroom, then I think absolutely. I think you should you should look for those outside sources. Like I said, I brought in jokes, right? Just cheesy jokes. I mean, some teachers are doing humor in a completely different way. They're doing like the the dad humor, the puns, and the kids just roll their eyes at it. But like deep down, you know, it is still something that they they're able to get and think is funny. Um, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of, yeah, of course, bring in resources that are funny if you value that. But I do want to be clear. I think you brought up something that I don't say enough. If there's somebody that thinks, you know what, humor is his thing. My thing is, um, you know, I'm, I'm really into helping kids light up that creative side of their brain. And I think that's wonderful too. Cause I really, I really hope teachers hear that. I do think you have to teach from who you are. Let's focus on the book a little bit. Again, the title is If I Were a Teacher, um, where did the idea come from for you? I've wanted to write a book for probably 10 years and I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to write. I had all these terrible ideas and and, and I'm a big a big advocate of writing down every single idea that you have. I think it's just smart. And so one of my ideas was this crazy if I were the teacher from a student what he would do and and all the wildness and funny, silly things. And to be honest, you know, kids talk about this stuff all the time. So probably a lot of it's come from them. And um, so then I just thought, you know what? This is what I know. I know teaching. I care a ton about relationships in the classroom. That's, that's even more important to me than humor. And so this book is funny and silly, but the last page, you know, it comes back and, and the boy snaps out of his daydream and he realizes like, if she's my teacher, then I don't want to change a thing. And so it all kind of fits with who I am as a teacher and what I believe as a teacher. And so I started it about a year ago and worked really slowly on it. I mean, it's, it's not a lot of words. It's about 500 words, but I worked really slowly. I'd write a little bit, wouldn't look at it for a week. And um, yeah, fast forward, I got a, a wonderful illustrator. He's an, also a teacher, which makes it pretty special. And he, um, he's a talented artist and art teacher, Ron Vanderpaul. Yeah, he has a unique... Um, well, the illustrations are just, they're unique. I mean, they have a, a cool look to them, but I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's a certain texture to them that you don't always see in, in illustrations. Yeah. That's something that I'm really happy with. Cause you know, I knew him as a wonderful human being and a wonderful art teacher. He teaches at a different school. Um, 
And I didn't know exactly what his art would look like. And I'm just thrilled because it's unique. It's, um, he's the right word, but it's, he, he's not worried about being really refined. But at the same time, I mean, each one of those spreads took him 12 to 14 hours. Wow. So, I mean, he's, he's putting in the work. And again, the title of the book is If I Were the Teacher. I used to think this way about being a parent. When I was a child, I would say, if I were a parent, I would, um, you know, allow my kids to play video games all the time, you know? And I, I almost wonder if that's not the sequel for this whole thing, if I were a parent, after if I were a teacher. <laughs> you should see the sequels that I have written down. I mean, I have probably... So that was the first one I thought, honestly, Nick. I thought, if I were the parent, it makes so much sense. But because this book is being received so well with teachers and classroom teachers using it in their classroom as a read-aloud, um, I thought, maybe I should stay in that vein. So there's a character um, in the story. I didn't know what any of these kids would look like, but there's a character on the on the pillow fight page, and she's got a green shirt on, mm -hmm. and she just stands out to me. And I thought, she's going to be the next main character in the book, If I Were the Principal, oh, is where cool. we're going to go. Like and and what's fun about it is I want to make it about, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be written by a teacher because it's not going to be just physical changes to the school. It's going to be things the principal can change as far as like uh, bigger rules and, and, and making the teachers do things. So <laughs> I, I have some pretty fun ideas. I'd say it's 80% written and we're really hoping that um, by next summer we can we can have if i were the principal out i love that i love that idea so uh if somebody wants to track down the book obviously amazon i mentioned it was on there um i mean where do authors like people to go to get their books anywhere or they sometimes like them to go to specific websites for me this this book is um is just like a fun thing i i mean if if a listener right now goes to it and they see that you know we have 200 reviews. I, I'm that's I'm thrilled. So for me, I'm just kind of telling people to go to Amazon. You, they can search if I were the teacher, and and yeah, they can check it out there. It's it's like uh, 11, 12 bucks, and they can also go to our website if I were the teacher .com. Especially, you know, if there's any teachers out there who would like to write a book, I wouldn't mind. Um, connecting with them and helping them out because this process I've, I've learned so much and I am a teacher at heart. If a, if a teacher that's listening now would go to, if I were the teacher.com, they can actually contact me through my email and um, reach out to me and I'd, I'd love to help them out. Yeah, that's excellent. What again, that website was, if I were the teacher.com, right? That's right. All right. Well, Johnny, uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us on class dismissed. Um, we wish you the best of luck with the book. Are you ready for our pop quiz? Not ready at all. Let's go. <laughs> all right. First question. If students could only go to school for one subject, which subject should it be? Oh, you start off with a not fair question. I like that. Um, let's see here. I would teach English, language arts, and I would include a lot of numbers. That's what I would do. What are we not teaching in school that we should be teaching? Oh, man. Great question. I would say... I always want to encourage people to take their work, their job, their schoolwork serious, uh, but but not themselves. So I think that's a that's an important lesson for kids to realize that they can fail, that they can laugh at themselves, that they can mess up, but to take their work very serious. What does every child deserve? Oh, that one's easy. Uh, an adult that loves them. I mean, maybe two maybe 10, maybe 15 adults that love them and believe in them and can push them to, to grow. What's the biggest challenge for today's educators? 
Oh, man. I think that the challenge, no matter the times, is to be able to, to love all the students in the classroom and to genuinely love them. Um, every year we get a few prickly ones. And I think for a teacher to find a way to, to love those kids, that's always the biggest challenge. What's the best gift to give an educator? Money. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no, I think probably like an encouraging, nice email which is genuine and specific. I always tell my students, if you're leaving feedback, make sure it's genuine and specific. I think that can fuel a teacher for a very long way. That's good advice. Uh, which teacher changed your life? I'm really, really thankful for all the teachers I had. I had so many good teachers at my school. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a duo of teachers. I had Mrs. Memelar in fourth grade, and she's just a, a wonderful human and a, a gracious person and i believe that that was a pivotal point in my life because i was i wasn't very strong in school and she helped me with reading and writing and um and and then i got to have her husband mr memelar huh. in sixth seventh and eighth grade as my as my social studies teacher and again i think what made them so special is that they taught from from who they were um, but they also like dedicated their whole lives to the the teaching profession and to kids, and um, they're just very special humans. Yeah, I love that. Which book did you read, love, and want to recommend to our listeners? Oh man, well I have an eight year old, a six year old, and a four year old, so I read a lot of children's books. <laughs> uh, Put me in the zoo is my all time favorite children's book, but that's probably not what you're looking for. Um, you know, C.S. Lewis is an author that that has has. I, I appreciate him as a thinker, but I appreciate him as an author because he's able to write things like the Chronicles of Narnia, um, children's books, but then also write some really deep thinking. So I would say, pick up a book by C.S. Lewis, and you won't be disappointed. So I have to admit, I've never read anything but the Narnia Chronicles, and uh, there's a lot more that he did. I guess I need to go check out, huh? He is a uh, he is a deep deep was a deep, deep man and um, a lot of different thoughts that he came up with, which are really interesting. Cool. I'll check that out. Again, uh, Johnny, thank you so much and best of luck with the book. It's titled If I Were the Teacher um, and you can check it out on uh, Amazon.com. Best of luck. Thanks so much, Nick. going to do it for this episode of Class Dismissed. If you want to send us an idea or comment, remember you can always email us at info at classdismissedpodcast.com or tweet us at classdismiss. We're here to support educators, but we need your support as well. So please subscribe to the show. And we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. On behalf of all the good people working at School Status and Christina representing all those educators out there, thank you for listening. I'm Nick Ortigo, and I'll talk with you next week. Class Dismissed!